You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Hold one, arm drag. Just tell me, fire Everybody and welcome to another episode of Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Ryan Knightsey. With me, as always, is the mighty man, Freddie. That was good. I like yeah, that Yeah, it's a little delayed since the mighty do no, long, no longer exist. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, no. I got it in there, Wait. I guess. No, they are the mighty now. No, they are no longer the mighty. If you do what not remember that Nick Miller was released. Oh, I was unaware of that. that. No, I don't. Yeah, he was released uh, middle of December, around December 14th. What did he do? I don't know. I I, I think uh, he didn't do anything. He just, I guess maybe that's the problem. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, It was was reported that he wanted to spend more time with his family and stuff. Oh, okay. personal. He wanted to go back home for personal reasons. So he didn't get, like, fired. His contract kind of was just up, and he was like, all right. Yeah, he just wanted to return to Australia. Okay. Uh, Fair now his tag team partner Shane Thorne is still there, but uh, mm-hmm. interesting. Who knows how longer? Interesting. Who knows how longer they'll be there? But how yep. longer they'll be there? Mike's God. <laughs> All right. Well, Mikey, how's it doing? How's it going, man? It's going pretty good. I'm just chilling, ready to ready to hit this pre-show and book some SmackDown, like always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And not only do those things, Mikey, but... 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 We have a special guest today. A special guest? Yes, we do. Uh, uh, joining us later on this, this program will be Kevin Carroll. He is the the editor-in-chief of The Last Blogger Standing. It's a wrestling and mental health blog. And he'll be joining us for the rest of the show when we come back. We're, Mikey, I'm very excited. This will be our first guest. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm very excited to uh, to talk to somebody and have a third voice in this beautiful podcast. How dare ours. you? I take that as a front against me. <laughs> am I, Finally, am I, I get to hear someone else's voice. Finally. Is my voice not good enough for you? Is that what this is? <laughs> no, Ryan, that's not it at all. You're sleeping around for other voices? <laughs> Uh, you're not answering me to yes <laughs> i'm just gonna stay silent and let you stew in that <laughs> how dare you anyways so yeah we'll have kevin carroll kevin carroll come on oh my gosh that's a lot of that's a lot of cut sounds we'll have kevin carroll come on sorry later in the show um right now let's go into our pre-show mikey and talk about the world of wrestling yeah let's do it what do we got What's, the, what's first on the list? Obviously, it's just three things that really pertain to our universe. Okay. Um, first of which, um, it's been reported that the Bludgeon Brothers, both Harper and Rowan, have both been cleared from injury. Um, 
so I forget. I I can only look up what their injuries were. I should probably I should probably look that up. Didn't I know Rowan had um like something with his shoulder, right, or his arm, or bicep? I think it was like a torn bicep. Yeah, I can't find it. Okay, so it's it's gone forever. Um. Yeah, so they have both been cleared. The Bludgeon Brothers have both been cleared from the respective injuries. So, good. That's good. That's great news. That means we'll be seeing the Bludgeon Brothers on SmackDown Live very soon, I imagine. Yeah, that's going to be cool. See them back again. I believe it said that uh, they're going to do some house shows first, obviously, so they get some of that ring rust off, but then that's we'll probably fair. see them. We'll probably see them... Maybe at the Royal Rumble. Ooh. Big drop an appearance on that tag match. Royal Rumble Brothers. <laughs> yeah, I forgot to tell you. They are changing their name. They're changing their gimmick. They're not the they're not the Bludgeon Brothers. They're the Rumble Brothers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're not coming out with hammer, hammers anymore. They're coming out with uh, earthquake uh... machines, I guess. <laughs> That's the only thing that makes sense. I took a sip of my drink as I was as you were saying that, and I almost spit it out. Very nice. It's the only thing that makes sense. Earthquake machines. They're they're, they're turning into yeah. It's it's the, the it, Rumble Brothers it. sound that's like it. rejected Mega Man characters. Yeah, it's like it's like Rumble Man and his twin brother Rumble Man. <laughs> twin brother. <laughs> Rumble Man Two, Electric <laughs> Rumbleu. Um, we yes, need, so with on. Rowan, with, yes, please, with Rowan, uh, being cleared, that means we now officially know for our universe that he is cleared as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because in our universe, we started following Sur- SummerSlam, where is which SummerSlam allegedly where he got injured. Mm-hmm. So for us, that means we got him back. He's back now. Yeah. Harper, Harper got injured during our universe. Not so as that yay. does mean that does mean that Harper is still injured our universe. He still does not return until the what what month is this? The March nineteenth episode of SmackDown Live. Oof. Following Fastlane. I mean, now that Rowan's back, Bray Wyatt, we still have. We still have Bray Wyatt. He has been taken but... by Sister Abigail. Yes. Yes. Um, so we could, we might be able to work Rowan into that storyline a little bit. Hmm. True. That's true. I mean, yeah. Maybe we can we can maybe like show Wyatt with an Abigail thing or something, and then there's Rowan. Mm-hmm. I don't know, doing stuff with a balloon or something. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Whatever Rowan seems to do. We also haven't seen Bray Wyatt since he got taken by Abigail. Yes, which, you know, kind of works out. So I yeah. guess maybe we can just – maybe we can sort of, like, slowly start introducing the idea back of, like, where's – hashtag, where's Bray Wyatt or whatever. Yeah, hashtag, where's Bray? Yeah. Um, where's Wyatt? That works better maybe. Where's the Wyatt? There it is. Um, yeah, so maybe we can do something of that, like, ooh, ooh, spooky. Where did he go? And maybe we get, like, mm-hmm. ideas of where he is. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's something. First first order of business done. Rowan has been officially cleared. Good. Yeah. 
Second, much scarier for maybe us and the WWE itself, uh, but amazing for the people involved, probably, uh, is that uh, the revival, Mike and Maria Kanellis have asked WWE for their release from their contracts. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, according to the Wrestling I mean, Observer. No, oh, go ahead, Mike. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, no, I think I have ahead. a feeling. I know where they might be going. Okay, we'll get to that, dude. Let me get you with all the the, the previews. That's why I didn't say anything. I just said oh, I have a feeling. Gee. According God. to the Wrestling Observer, the revival after the win over Kalisto and Met- Grand Metalik on the January 13th episode of Raw, while still in their ring gear, apparently, asked for their release. Still um, in their ring gear? They, yes. they, were just, they just walked back after the match and were like, you know what, F this. Ex- pretty much. Pretty much. Now, Dang. Um, Marie and Mike Canellas have also apparently um, asked for their release, uh, citing that um, it's been obviously it's been through sources. And this is according to the pro wrestling sheet. Um, it is believed that that reason Marie and Mike Canellas want to leave is that they are unhappy with the way they are written on storyline wise. I mean, they're on like six episodes of SmackDown Live, and then Maria got not Maria became pregnant, and Mike went to rehab. Um, everyone's fine now. They're back on 205 Live, but I guess they don't like how they're on 205 Live, and uh, they want to move on to possibly better, bigger and better things. Yeah. Um, now, this does not mean they have been released, nor does this necessarily mean they will be released. Um, they could figure out a new contract deal, have them all to stay. Um, they could you know, just tell them to collect the checks on the couch and then just wait the next two years, however, when their contracts are up. Work on the story. Maybe give them better storylines. Maybe give them better storylines to try to make them happy. Let's see see the Revival win the tag titles on Monday. Yeah. Or yesterday, I guess, in our weird recording universe thing that we have to deal with. Yeah. Um, But who knows? I've also heard rumor, I believe it was, who said this? Um, there's also a rumor saying that Gold Dust may also be one wanting to be released from WWE. Interesting. Um, maybe take on a, pro- a producer role, I assume, somewhere else instead of a wrestling role because I don't know if how much longer he's got. I believe I believe the reason he's off TV is because he's coming off of a uh, he's coming he's literally coming off of a uh, double knee surgery. Oh wow. Yeah, maybe it might yeah, be time so, to take a backstage role there, Goldie. Yeah, quite honestly. Um, he is, what, 49 years old? Yeah, he's he's getting up there. So, who knows? Um, but, with all this news happening, I guess the question is, Mikey, where do you think they, if they do, presuming they do get released, which I don't really think they will be, but presuming they do get released, where do you think you'll like to see them go? AEW. Pretty easy, pretty simple answer, I guess. I think I think it's not a coincidence that both of them decided to ask for their release as the as AEW is gaining some traction and like finding its footing. Or did it just announced, actually, like, yeah, yeah. It like it like just got announced and it has a pretty solid roster already, and they're already announcing like when shows are going to be, and it's starting to really gain some traction. So, I think. They might be going to AEW. Uh, is that for everyone? The revival, Mike and Maria Canales, and Goldust. Do you think? Um, 
I think it's true for the revival. Um, I don't know about Mike and Maria. I would like to see them there. Um, cause I know that, uh, AEW still needs women wrestlers, like a good amount because they only have like a few right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that Goldust might, I don't know. I don't know what Goldust is going to do. I do like the idea of putting Gold Dust into a backstage producing role. Um, whether in AEW, would... yeah, I mean AEW that would be nice. I mean, it's his brother's promotion, so obviously they could use. I, he would like to probably. Hang oh out yeah. Well, now, did you forget about that? I did. Honestly, I did. <laughs> oh my god. Um... I I completely forgot that Gold Dust and Cody are brothers. Oh my. god. God, dude. Now, 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 um, now, my brain is thinking AEW. Oh my gosh. Um. Well, yeah. So there's obviously they need. I agree. They do need women's rosters. They need do need women roster members. Goldust, you know, he could probably move into a backstage position. I don't know whether or not he lo- would like to do that, but even then, he always moved all elite wrestling. He's got the same color scheme, pretty much. Um. And the All Elite needs tag teams, and you can have a pretty strong tag team um, with the uh, uh, re- re- tag team division with the Revival and Young Bucks. I mean, mm-hmm. the Young Bucks that's a, are I was like, that's a the, pretty good start. Yeah, the Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams in the world, so you know for a fact that that tag team division will be given love. Mm-hmm. Um by obviously the people in charge uh especially since AEW also said that they won't be hiring like writers i think uh, i don't think they're hiring writers anytime soon is what that was meant to say i think i yeah i heard they're not gonna be like they're gonna like kind of run it themselves for a while and kind of let the wrestlers do themselves which is some which is i think gonna be for their benefit yeah, uh, time, it's still too early. They still have a lot of stuff to do to start this wrestling promotion. Yeah. Um, and that's not till, Double or Nothing is not till May 25th, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas. So they have a lot of time just to get till there first. Is All or Nothing going to be the, f- like, it's going to be like this, like all in two, right? Yeah, you mean Double or Nothing? Oh, yeah. Is All yes, or Nothing double- like a... AEW's like first thing. Uh, I well, yeah, I guess double or nothing. It would be essentially all into, um, mm-hmm. but technically it would be AEW's first show. I guess. Mm-hmm. Technically, so so that's just gonna be AEW. It's not gonna be like all in where they took from a bunch of different promotions. No, I mean that because that that will come down to since AEW is now a wrestling promotion, that will come down to how much help or like negotiation can AEW work with in terms of New Japan, in terms of Ring of Honor. They already have a working relationship with OWE, the Oriental uh, Wrestling Entertainment Enjoyment. Well, let's talk about, like, where do you... So, if they're leaving, Mikey, obviously, we don't have Goldust on our roster, but we do have the Revival and Mike Kanellis. Uh, yes. If they do end up leaving, and I guess this goes for everyone in the real world, like, if suddenly AJ Styles is like, see ya, 
Um, <laughs> bye bye. What does that happen with our universe? I mean, I think it's just like we just don't have them anymore, right? I think I have to. I think I sadly have to agree. Like, if they leave and they're not on SmackDown anymore, I think for us that means they're not on SmackDown anymore. Yeah, I mean the revival, like, because I part of me puts it in the context of like whether or not they would want to leave in our universe and the revival. I could still see it. Um, and That's Mike Canales, but Mike Canales has been in like a solid feuds and and solid matchups. But maybe I could also say that maybe he is unhappy in those feuds and matchups, even though he's on TV almost every week. Yeah, and has pay per view matches, mm-hmm. but. But at the same time, like, we can't make that – we don't know what's going on through these individual rest. Like, we could be, like, all of a sudden that, like, Drew McIntyre maybe hates his position in our universe. Yeah. Or, like – or Sanity don't like it. or the, I mean, the clones, who cares? Um, <laughs> uh, but maybe, like, there's other people that don't like it in their position, and we don't know that. Um, so there's, like, different these different situations where, like, I think we just have to – I think you're right. I think we just have to go with – whatever Go happens the in the real, real life universe. flow yeah so there's potential that we could lose one of our tag teams the revival and lose um mike Canellis, one of our one of our baby face um single stars yeah and then it'd be also a huge Goldust. bummer but also i'd be it'd be a huge bummer to lose them but also it'd be kind of good because like if they're going out to bigger and better things in the real world good for them you know Mm-hmm. And then also kind of, I think quite frankly, probably kind of good for us too. Yeah, um, less people to manage. Yes, it's one less, like, with, and single wrestlers, it's one less person to manage with Mike Kanellis, which is which is okay because we can move on to, you know, using Sin Cara or Rusev better. You know what I mean? Um, with the Revival gone, that's one less tag team heel team we have to worry about because currently we have five it also gives us more room for nxt call-ups if we if we if the randomizer does so choose mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so there's it'll be upsetting but in some ways it kind of could be a win 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 for mostly everyone involved mm-hmm. except for vince vince will hate it no matter what <laughs> Um, and then the last thing I want to talk about in this pre-show, Mikey, is that we have officially not only gotten the announcement, but the reveal of the Women's Tag Team Championship belts. They are so nice. Oh, my God. They're freaking beautiful. Good on WWE for those. Those are gorgeous-looking belts. Yeah. They are They are quite beautiful. I, I cannot believe uh, how great they look. Uh, they look, they look like so... I cannot see them around some people's waist. It's so crazy. They look so different from all of the other, like, they look so not WWE. It's wild. It definitely looks like someone, the, the same people that made the, like, NXT Tag Team Championships and stuff. Like, the NXT new mm-hmm. new gold that NXT UK has. Yeah. It definitely looks like something they made. Yeah. That, they that, that, NXT, and it, the UK also looks very good, though. Yeah. Yeah, they're like just oof, man. They're just like, oh, nice. This looks. Ooh, Have good. them design all like, the belts. The only good, I think, the only good looking one on WWE is just is the Intercontinental. 
all the other ones i'm like kind of yeah all the other ones i'm kind of met like iffy on but intercontinental is always looking nice intercontinental is like a perfect classic belt yeah it's just the white stripe the, the white uh, strap beautiful so design nice. the simple simplistic design i should say mm-hmm. Ooh, baby that is nice like it, it has anyway. that simplistic design but it's also ornate enough that it's like stands out but like i think that's where the other ones feel a little lackluster is that they're too simple like the wwe and universal championships um mm-hmm. and the tag team belts because it's like the same thing with a different color strap and i think that's kind of boring yeah um well it's also been announced by alexa bliss i guess that the women's tag team championships will debut in a match on the line at elimination chamber where i imagine what's gonna happen is three raw uh tag teams and three women's smackdown live tag teams will face off each other in an elimination chamber match to determine who will be the first ever women's tag team champions um, Better be the Riot Squad. Ooh, you're pulling for the Riot Squad. I'm pulling for the Riot Squad. I don't care about Sasha Bailey. I don't care about I don't, Ronda Rousey and Natalia. I don't. I don't know. I'm I don't pulling, care about Nia Jax and Tamina. I'm pulling for uh, the Iconics. Oh, I'll, yeah. Those are my my two top choices. Well, if I want, if I would, if I were to pick one from Raw, and one from SmackDown, it'd be Riot Squad, Iconics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iconics is my go-to, and you want to know why I, I, my go-to is the Iconics? Because they're great? Uh, sh- sure. Uh, really, the <laughs> situation is that one of their taunts is they go, like, iconic, and they, like, open up their shirt a little bit or whatever. And it would look so good with belts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that is the exact thought I have, which I would not be surprised if that went through the writer's room. Or when yeah. they were coming up with the idea of that taunt, them, them eventually having tag team championships. And it would look incredible, because it would just be like, Boom. Yep, it would look perfect. It would look per- it the perfect thing. It's just like per- the boom right there. That's fair. Um, I mean, I think they're. I think as a team, they're great. And I know they're they're usually getting beat, but I think they're they're good. I think they're good in ring, and I think that like they they're kind of just being played as a comedy spot right now. So I feel like if if they do get serious, it'll they'll they could be very good. Yes, I I think I think honestly I think they need to slow down on their promo time because I think their promo work has been better in NXT than he, on the main roster. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just sort of yeah, it comes off as more annoying on the main roster, huh? Yeah, I don't know why that is. I guess it's the writing, but it just comes off as more annoying, and I'm not a fan of it. Um, but. Like we said, the Women's Tag Team Championship belts have been announced in an Elimination Chamber match. Now, Mikey, we, in our universe, our Hit the Books universe, we do not have joint pay-per-views, nor do we have Elimination Chamber. After Royal Rumble, our next pay-per-view is going to be Fastlane. Mm, bummer. So the question remains... We really have the short end of the stick there, huh? Yeah. So the question is, we have to now figure out how to introduce the Women's Tag Team Championships in our universe hmm. now it does seem like um that the women's tag team championships for wwe will be uh going back and forth between the raw and smackdown brands 
Um, obviously Which being is fair. Du- being up for grabs in a dual branded match. Um, so we have that. We know that much information. We don't know how often they'll be defended. I imagine every pay per view. Um, I mean, I think I, I think I like the, I think I like that that the that like once they get a title guaranteed run until like at least the next pay per view. Mm-hmm. Basically, because that's the only time it could really get defended. Um, but yeah, how do we how do we introduce them though? However, in our universe, that's the question we have to figure out today. Show opener GM Page. Who maybe? Why well, no? I feel like that's first of all. I feel like it's going if they were going to introduce new titles like that. There's going to be Triple on Raw H. no matter what. Oh yeah, on Raw. Okay. Yeah, it, there's no way they would ever introduce that on SmackDown. To be quite honest. That's a that's how straight up Raw is going to introduce that the quote unquote A show so is then, going to introduce that. So then, why are we worrying about it? I'm worried about how we're going to do it in the fir- how the first match is going to happen. When 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 is that first match for the the thing going to happen? When is the first match for the championship going to happen? First match going to happen. Oh, that's a good question because we don't do the dual brand. Because I'm presuming that, I'm presuming in our in our universe that the GM whatever whoever that is at Raw is presenting the women's tag team championships or whoever's doing it on raw there mm-hmm. now when it comes to us smackdown's like uh, oh they exist now okay yes i think we need so to start need to... i think we need to make what we need to get some tag teams together yeah i do find it interesting that uh as soon as we maybe heard rumor that there were Dishing out the tag team women's championships. We, we broke up our only women's tag team we had. We broke up. I mean, we had one going with with. We have the obvious country club. We broke up the bear huggers with Nia Jax and Bailey. Yeah, and, you know, we could have had one together with Tamita and Charlotte Flair if we wanted to, but we failed to do that. Yeah, we kind of dropped the ball on that, huh? We dropped the ball as soon as they announced the women's tag team championships. <laughs> Great. Lovely. So, currently we only have one women's tag team. <laughs> but maybe we can find a way in the storyline to sort of maybe get the bear huggers back on the same page, and then we could have two. Yeah. Um, Lana I, is available. I'll for say something. I don't. Nobody really liked the bear huggers anyway, so I don't think we even need to get them back together. Which is one of the reasons why we broke them up. Yeah, because nobody liked them on the Excitometer. Or the booking or polls. booking leader, it was it was determined by our our audience by you, uh, the listener that uh, <laughs> you did not like this. <laughs> this apparently. is your fault. No, I'm just kidding. It's our fault. It's our fault. But I've ever, it was like we we chose that thing, but everyone was like, "Don't please." <laughs> um. So we do have to figure out something. I think we just probably we probably just needed a better roster. To really do something like that. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. So, I, I guess I guess what we'll do, Mikey, is we'll sit back and relax, kick it while we think about what we're gonna do with this debuting women's tag team championships. Because mm-hmm. there's gotta be some sort of match at, like maybe we could we do have a match at Elimination Chamber. We just we just have one match Elimination Chamber in our universe. Yeah. With three SmackDown Live tag team. Ch- tag teams because eliminate is elimination chamber one of the big four no right 
No. It's Survivor no, it's Series, SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, and Mania. WrestleMania. Okay. And I think I, I think technically on top of that, um, um, I guess money uh, money in the bank is now kind of like a big five. Yeah. It but feels no, it does feel like Chamber it. Is not in there. Elimination Chamber is just like Hell in a Cell, where it's just like, I'm here as well. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah, so maybe we could do just eight, just have three tag teams there. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, the three tag teams will obviously be the country club, but then we have all these other people that we have to throw together real quick. Yeah. Um, We could have the Bellas be a tag team. <laughs> Hooray. Representing SmackDown. Eh. And then maybe we get an NXT call-up of Io Shirai. That would be nice. And uh, Kyrie Sane. Oh, that would be amazing. I think I think we need to start... Like, we have to get more NXT call-ups. It's getting ridiculous. Because we're trying to build this whole Triple H versus Paige thing. But we haven't been doing that at all either. Yeah, we. I I had that thought that was like we need to start building this up in this this show. Yeah, because Mania is getting closer and closer, and we want to have that big match, but we also have like no NXT people, <laughs> except like Era. Yeah, I mean, I could see it as like there'd be some people defecting to saying that their NXT careers were better than their their main roster careers, like Finn Balor. Like I can see maybe. You can maybe see Finn Balor say that. You can maybe see Kevin Owens say that. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke. Yeah. Shinsuke would be wild. Um, but Shinsuke would be right. Um, Sanity. Um, I don't know. Like, and then you could maybe say something about... I mean, Rollins obviously came from NXT. Rusev NXT. There's so many NXTers that are in here. And then we can see who is more loyal to main roster, who's more loyal to NXT. Well, then I guess uh, it's time because I think we've answered all of our pre-show questions. I guess it's time to wrap it up, Mikey. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, well, Someone's like we said, walking around upstairs, it's so loud. Oh my gosh! Well, uh, when we hopefully those shoes will not happening upstairs when we have our guest on, Kevin Carroll, editor in chief of the Last Blogger Standing Wrestling and Mental Health Blog. He will be joining us for the rest of the show. He's going to come down from upstairs, take off his heavy-ass boots. <laughs> That's who is upstairs. Hi, Kevin. <laughs> he's been waiting. He's been pacing. He's just pacing back and forth because <laughs> he's so nervous. Um, but we're very, very excited to have him on today. Uh, and we hope you guys enjoy him as much as we do talking to yeah. him. Um, you, can, you can find him on Twitter at Kevin C. Wrestling, And his blog is thelastbloggerstanding.wordpress.com. We'll take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll book this week's SmackDown Live and talk to Kevin Carroll. Stay tuned! And we are back, everyone. We are listening to, we are listening to, you are listening to Hit the Books, the only weekly SmackDown Live booking podcast hosted by us. I am Wright Nightsey. With me, as always, as you've already said at the top of the show, is the, might, the mighty 
Manfredi. A very much a stretch of a nickname. I'm so sorry, Mikey. A uh, little bit, but hey, what are you gonna do, right? Uh, I guess come up with a better nickname. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's really mean. hard to top Big Boss Manfredi. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, or what was the what was an early one? It was a. Uh, uh, he was a skankin' boy. She said skankin' later boy. <laughs> that was a big stretch. That was a real good one. And joining us today as a special guest is none other than, here's the stretch of the nickname, Constable Kevin Carroll. That's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> it was, Kevin, I'll tell you this. It was between that or the Bastion blogger. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Those are, that's tough. That's a tough choice for me to make. I like them both. I, I will both. I will use them both. I will. I will gladly accept both. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much, Kevin, for coming on the show. Kevin Carroll, everyone, if you don't know, he is the editor in chief of the Last Blogger Standing, a wrestling and mental health blog. Um, he will be helping us book this show. Our first ever guest on Hit the Books. So no pressure, Kevin. Oh, no pressure at all. You no just set, you're just setting the bar for all future guests. <laughs> I'll set that bar high. Yes, Good. just uh, just act like Seamus and Cesaro all day today. Don't set yeah, the bar. Yeah, I, I don't just set the bar. the bar. I am the bar. Yeah, perfect. Well, well Kevin, I just I, people got to know about you. I feel like, dude, people got to you know understand who is Kevin Carroll. So just tell tell us tell everyone um, what sort of got you into wrestling. So when I was around nine or ten years old, roughly, I was like two thousand six, so ten years old. Uh, I went over to one of my friend's house and he put it on. Mm-hmm. He put on SmackDown, Friday Night SmackDown at the time. And the first match I got to see was Rey Mysterio versus Elijah Burke. And Rey, and <laughs> I was just immediately drawn to Rey Mysterio. Just a small guy, not a big guy. I'm not a very big guy myself. But he was able to do these fantastic things in the ring. I loved his mask and his gear. I loved all the cool things he could do, and from that moment on, I was hooked. I'm so glad you didn't you didn't say like I was hooked to Elijah Burke. <laughs> well, you know, oh, I really wasn't hooked to Elijah Burke to be honest. No, but that's fine. But then, and then what? You then from there followed the rest of the career of Mysterio on Friday Night SmackDown. I imagine. Yeah, I've been uh, Mysterio. Ray Mysterio has been my favorite wrestler for 12 years. I've followed him all through his WWE career. I kept tabs on him when he left, and he went and did his own thing on the independent circuit, watched a couple of his matches there, and then when he came back last year at the Royal Rumble, I was I was beside myself with joy. I was going insane. You could ask, any, ask around and just, you know, I could not sit still. I was running around my basement watching the show. I had a couple friends over. They just didn't comprehend why I was going so crazy, but you know what? That's fine because that was a moment for me. That's beautiful. I'm I'm pretty sure Mikey and I did the exact same when uh, Mysterio yeah. came out. It's like, um, obviously, yeah, Mikey, go ahead. I was like, it's when my roommates came and uh, freaked and came and ran in the room, scared because I, I thought I was hurt when I screamed when the Hardy Boys came back at WrestleMania. Oh yeah, that oh that's another good one too. I had I had people coming downstairs to check on me because I literally screamed <laughs> like holy shit. At the top of my lungs, and I had people come downstairs like, "Oh my God, are you okay?" I'm like, "The Hardys are back," <laughs> and they're like, "Who?" Yeah, they're they're like, "Oh, cool," and they went back upstairs. 
one of my, that's one of my favorite things about the wrestling the wrestling world is just like it's I guess with any field is that it's so these huge moments like the Hardys or Mysterio returning and everyone else is like who are you talking about it's just it's such a important I love it so much uh, well obviously you weren't I, I imagine you didn't start the blog when you were ten no uh, when you started to get it when you started watching wrestling but so what what made you when did you start the blog and what made you want to start this blog last blogger standing. Sure. Yeah, I didn't have the acumen for for website running when I was ten, but uh, I started this. I guess I sort of started it a couple of years ago when I was in college. Still, I had an assignment. I'm a journal. I was a journalism major, so I had an assignment for a class that was to make a blog. And everyone was doing sort of the same sort of generic sports blogs or fashion blogs, politics, things like that. I wanted to stand out, and I knew I knew that I could write a really good series of articles about wrestling. So that's what I did, and then I let it sit for a little while. After that class ended, I sort of let it sit, let it dry, didn't really touch it for too long. And then late last year, October, I relaunched it, uh, rebranded it, and decided from then on I wanted to be writing something every day because I love to write and I love watching wrestling and I figured combining those two things would be great for me, great for my mental health, great for just practice for writing. Yeah, and you just spoke about mental health. It's not just a wrestling blog. It is a mental health blog as well, um, which is, I mean, obviously that's something Mikey and I greatly care about as well. So what what do you think is so important? Why do you think the topic of mental health is so an important, such an important topic to talk about? I just I, I think that more and more people need to talk about it because it's something that a lot of people struggle with a lot more than we know, I think. I think there are a lot of people out there who are reluctant to speak out about mental health issues. I've I've been very candid on my blog about my own mental health issues. And I wasn't always like that, and so I understand how hard it could be to be open with people about struggles you're enduring. But I think it's so important because once you get that off of your chest, I think, I think that's a very freeing thing to be able to be open, honest, and candid with people about how you're feeling. And in turn, you're opening yourself up for people to help you, which is the most important thing because you can't, if you're dealing with something, you're dealing with depression, anxiety, whatever you you're really going to be, it's really hard. You're really hard pressed to beat it yourself. You need the help of friends and family in a support group. And you could only find that support group if you open up and you talk about it. Oh, well said. I mean, we, we are so happy to have you on the show, just being that spotlight, not only the wrestling community, but also in the mental health uh, community itself that we are so happy to have you on to, to give you that, to give you that platform. Yeah, it's really. I, I think it's so important that I, I use my platform and other platforms as well, like yours. I thank, again, thank you for having me on. Tremendous to be here. But I, I, I find that using my platform has helped people. I've gotten some messages on Twitter and on, across social media of people saying that their that my blogs about mental health have inspired them to you know sort of open up about their own issues, and that is just the the highest honor for me. If I could help one person in my life that is enough for me and I'm helping a couple people hopefully and I plan to grow and reach out and try to help more people well then uh with this terrible transition if you don't mind helping Mikey and I with this booking situation that we're dealing with wow I would be honored wow Ryan <laughs> Mikey, <laughs> Mikey. hey come on Mikey is I, I needed a transition low effort 
<laughs> that wasn't so bad. I, I, I mean, I'm never gonna speak ill of this, but I liked it. <laughs> Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Well, then, if if we do need the help, and, and apparently I need help in my transitions, let us, Mikey, let us, Kevin, let us hit these books. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, so last week, last week's episode, let's talk about that real quick. Last week, AJ Styles opened up the show, said that he's excited to face Finn Balor at the Royal Rumble. Uh, he apologizes for not being on SmackDown Live since Clash of Champions for whatever reason. I guess we didn't actually come up with a reason, Mikey. Uh, but to make he just kind of wasn't. But to make up for it, uh, he wants to have a match right now. GM Page comes out and proves it, and his opponent comes out right now, and his opponent is Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, they wrestle as one does, um, and AJ Styles ends up coming out on top. During this match, we can see backstage watching the monitor from a weird sideways angle is Finn Balor. Um, Gotta be watching from a sideways angle. Yeah, uh, that's the only way to watch TV in my book. That's how I watch TV every day. Um. Uh, it's. I don't. I don't know how to get, talk about that. It's such a weird thing that they do on TV. Um, just such a distraction for me. Um, so this opening segment got on our excitometer, Kevin. If you don't know, we have excitometer and booking meters on Twitter. We do Twitter polls. Yes. Uh, where fans can vote on how different segments can are they excited for different segments and how they thought the booking went on different segments. So, for instance, on the opening segment with AJ Styles, on the Excitometer, got a 2.6 out of 4. And on the booking meter, the opening segment got a 2.5 out of 4. And then the actual match of AJ Styles Nakamura got a 2.99 out of 4. Sounds about right. Wow. So Pretty good for the match. Yeah, pretty pretty decent for the match. But uh, um, it, going up, I guess... Um, next up, we get a little backstage promo, real quick backstage promo, just of Daniel Dan Bryan as we t- talk about him here. Dan <laughs> Bryan announces his entrance into the Royal Rumble booking meter. Very simple, two point nine nine out of four. All right, easy peasy, pretty good. He's in the match. Uh, next up, we have a Royal Rumble qualifying match of the Miz with Mojo Raleigh. Mojo Raleigh being the Miz's apprentice versus Mike Kanellis, the Miz's former apprentice. Um, uh, in a Royal Rumble qualifying match. Um, the Miz ends up defeating Mike Kanellis with the help of Raleigh, um, and the Miz picks up the victory. Excitrometer here gets a 2.6 out of 4. Booking gets a 2.67 out of 4. Okay, so everyone feels kind of meh about this. I mean, meh, meh a little bit. It's, a, it's in the mid two, mid the mid twos, so it's it's okay. Obviously, 4 being the hardest to reach. Um, but mm-hmm. but it's it's getting there. Uh, next up, uh, last week or the week prior to last week, so two weeks ago, there was a backstage brawl where where we saw st- happening between Becky Lynch and her number one contender Tamina, uh, which is uh, which is happening at Ro- the Royal Rumble. Uh, we have no idea who started this this backstage brawl. So last week we had a collection of interviews asking the women's roster who started the fight last week. Some people said Lynch. Some people said Tamina. Um, for instance, Charlotte Flair says it doesn't matter. I'm going to win the Royal Rumble and defeat whoever who wins the title at the Royal Rumble. Um, that ended up getting, on the booking meter, a 2.17 out of 4. Yeesh. Well, well, yeah, not great. Um, Kevin, if you could greatly help us uh, with our women's roster. Um, I'm, we're not we sure what, what we're doing wrong. 
I'll do my best. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not sure what's happening over there, but we're we are we are trying our best. Um, I such a such a, a sad thing to admit, I guess. <laughs> we're trying our best. Um, our very, next very best. up, we have a number one contenders match for the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships at the Royal Rumble between the Usos and Sanity. Sanity end up picking up the victory, so that means they are the new number one contenders, and they will be facing the Bar at the Royal Rumble. Excitometer gets a 3.2 out of 4. Hey. Booking Meter gets a 3.16 out of 4. So just a tiny dip down. Part of me wishes that the Usos won so they could say they put Sanity in the Uso Penitentiary. I mean, I guess I guess they are now stuck in the penitentiary. Uh, next up, we have a, a backstage interview. Shinsuke Nakamura, following his match against AJ Styles, states that he also will be trying to win the Royal Rumble for a second time. Um, by announcing his entrance into that Royal Rumble. Bookie Meter gets a 2.34 out of 4. Actually, which is pretty much the same thing as Dan Bryan's, but somehow went down. <laughs> Dang. So I guess because it's been Shinsuke. like how Shinsuke got into the Rumble. I don't know. Uh, next up, in a handicap match, Drew McIntyre versus Heath Slater and Sin Cara. Uh, after interrupting their match two weeks ago, Drew McIntyre got put into a handicap handicap match against the both of them. The finish here being back-to-back claymores to both Sin Cara and Heath Slater. And then Drew McIntyre piling the two up and pinning both of them at the same time. He is surely to be a ginormous threat in this Royal Rumble match. Excitometer here gets a 3.2 out of 4. Booking here gets a 3.17 out of 4. It's pretty good. And then and then finally, in, in our main event, after after, after Rey Mysterio uh, defeated Kevin Owens in the Beat the Clock Challenge to determine the number, the number one contender for the WWE Championship, uh, Kevin Owens got very upset and attacked Rey Mysterio and promised that, hey, look, if you took my WWE Championship opportunity, I will take your United States Championship. And in this match, we have the actual United States Championship match. The finish here being Owens tries to hit Mysterio with the United States Championship. Mysterio reverses that into a 619, hits Owens with the 619, tries to go for that seated senton from the top rope. Owens reverses it into a pop-up powerbomb, or I guess just a powerbomb, and pins him 1-2-3. Kevin Owens becomes the new United States Champion. Tragic. Nice. Loving that. (laughs) Excitrometer here gets a 3.6 out of 4. And Mikey, we did it. Booking here gets a four out of four. Woo! Finally, we got a four. We did it. Even with the uh, harder get, even even harder to get a four, we still got a four. Yes, we have done it. It's a four out of four officially. Uh, Kevin Owens is probably one of our biggest draws at this point, Mikey, and it, he's I guess well deserved to become the United States champion that way. Hell yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, it, overall, overall the show Excitometer was a 3.04 out of 4, and the overall booking was a 2.89. So the booking wasn't as good as the excitement of the actual show, but hey, I guess, you know, it was still good I, in my heart. Still pretty good, though, yeah. It's still mm-hmm. good in my heart. Um, okay, well, Kevin, I gave you that rundown. Mike, I gave you also that rundown. Um, and we have another show to book. We have show... Episode number 23, 
show number, what is it, number six on our way to the Royal Rumble, I believe? Yes, show number six on our way to the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. um, where we have to decide what happened. So, who, who do I go to first? Does anyone have any ideas? Mm. I guess Kevin. I'll, I'll, I I'll. don't want to throw you under the bus, Kevin, but do you have any ideas just right off the gate? For an opener? Uh... For any an opener, a match, anything, literally anything, it's a free-for-all right now. Okay, so I'm just, again, just spitballing here. You guys, you guys feel free to take the reins if you want. But I think that after, uh, you know, a big victory in last week's main event, I think it would make sense for Kevin Owens to open the show, come out and gloat. That sounds very Kevin Owens. It does sound very Kevin Owens, so perfect. So we'll write that in, show opener. Kevin Owens, I'm gonna say United States Celebration Party. Does he? Would he have a party? Hold on. Uh, yeah, he might have a party, but it's United States Celebration or something. He would definitely celebrate in a very obnoxious fashion. Yeah, I mean, he had a festival of friendship. <laughs> oh yes, he did. Uh, celebration event. Okay, so what does Kevin Owens talk about? Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. What does Kevin talk about? A lot of a lot of Kevin's involved in the show today. I think um, hmm. he just talks about how. Ooh, uh, Kevin's Kevin's coming across the 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 hard parts of hit the book. of writing promos. Yeah, this is, this is a mental stretch. Um, he said he said he set out what he accomplished to do. Right, he took Rey Mysterio's United States title from him, and no one was gonna, no one's going to take that belt off him. No one's going to take that belt off him, and he's going to keep getting more because he's the prize fighter. Yes. There you go. Uh, and that's perfect because uh, in a promo a couple weeks ago, Rey Mysterio talked about how, hey, uh, Kevin Owens has to earn the title. He can't just take it. So Kevin Owens has literally just taken it. Taken it? Taken it. <laughs> there you go. Got there. Um, uh, uh, so he's taken the belt from Rey Mysterio. Uh, he's gloating. Um, he does whatever Kevin Owens does to gloat, and I'm sure it's, uh, I'm sure he's got that aspect. We don't need to write his gloats. Um, so yeah, uh, so it feels like, so what's the hook? What's the hook to the opener? It feels like either someone's coming out, maybe Mysterio. I mean, there, we no longer have this rematch clause in the that's, universe. That's true. That's a good point. So we could uh-huh. possibly set up a new challenger. It's just it's it, you got the Royal Rumble coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Is Owen uh, let me see here. Owens is Owens hasn't declared for the Rumble, so he could conceivably defend his title at the pay per view, right? Mm, we at no actually, because we can only do two or three SmackDown live matches and we've already have the WWE championship, the women's championship, and the tag team championships at oh. So we cannot so and that that whole thing is determined by like us looking at different pay per view cards and figuring out how many Raw matches, how many SmackDown matches happen. Okay. Um, so I mean, presumably no. I I got a pitch for you, uh, Kevin. Lay it on me. And I guess Mikey, but I know Mikey, I know what his answer is going to be. Um, Kevin, how much how much New Japan have you seen? Uh, I've seen enough to know what's what's sort of going on. Uh, Mikey, I already know your answer. <laughs> uh, not at all. <laughs> Perfect. Um, do you guys know about the idea of, of Tetsuya Naito? I know the name. Yeah, Tranquilo. Yeah. 
so he has uh he he Naito's character is sort of like he has an aversion to the intercontinental title. Oh. So, I think I know where you're going. So it's a maybe a wild pitch. But what about the 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 hook of this is that Owens essentially like throws away the United States title and enters in the Royal Rumble cuz Owen this whole thing of Owens is that he is mad that he wants to become WWE champion. He believes he deserves to be WWE champion. And he only took Rey Mysterio's title because um, because Rey Mysterio took his WWE Championship opportunity from Owens. Now, maybe it's a wild pitch, and maybe it's going to be a very Dolph Ziggler-esque move of saying throwing away the title. Um. But what about what about this idea? He's still the U.S. champion, but he still has to defend it, even though he doesn't want to be it. But he's also a prize fighter, so he's going to defend it. I don't know. Or we get a new challenger. What do y'all think? Hmm. I, I like that idea because then we can get like that shot, like he like when he was facing John Cena, and he and John Cena's title's on the ground, and he stomped on the title and like held up his NXT title instead. Hmm. It's something different. I think it's unique. I think it, I think it is a unique, a, a unique idea. And I love what the way Naito like just casually tosses the belts around like it's a piece of trash. I think something like that with Owens, and it seems like something Owens would do because yeah, he wants the WWE title, but he doesn't want a secondary belt. He wants the main. He wants the main prize. He doesn't care about this belt because his he, he's the prize fighter. He'll take any prize he wants. But really, the prize he really wants to get is a WWE Championship. Mikey, as a a, a Kevin Owens diehard, <laughs> a Kevin Owens stan, um, if I'm using what the, that millennial kids term. I definitely stand for Kevin Owens. Kids are saying. Um, do, does that sort of fall in line with the Kevin Owens mystique? I think so. I think he, like, I think it's very Kevin Owens of him to just be like, I don't want this. I want the better one, you know? <laughs> like, I got this. Like, it's like I got this and it's fine, but like I want better. So like I think I like the idea of him being like I'm the United States champion, but I'm entering the Rumble because I want the bigger prize. You know, I want more. Yeah, yeah. He want he wants to be the prize fighter. He wants all of the prizes. I guess. Four K Nolos Dos. Um. So yeah. So he took the belt off of Maroon Stereo. He's gloating. Um. But then he. What does he? What does he do to the championship? Does he? Th- does he knight to it? Where he's throwing it up in the air and then walking away? Does he stomp on it? Does he just have a trash can nearby and throws it in there? Trash can does nearby. He... he just pulls it out from under the ring. Yeah, he does a dumpster fire like Dean Ambrose. Like, what is? What is he doing here? I think I. I think I like the idea of him just kind of dropping it in the middle of the ring, maybe giving it a little like stomp and then like rubbing his foot in it and walking away. Yeah, I, I think the stomp is is a signature. Mo- I think the stomp is like a signature of his. I, I like. I, it's like a callback to what he did when he came in and stomped on Cena's belt, which I think mm-hmm. is interesting, and I think it's a, a good little callback. Which was also the United States Championship, by the way. Yes. So Ooh. yeah, I think I think a little stomp action is uh, is good. So we're making a callback to that that same moment. So this is very becoming like. Intercontinental to Naito as the United States is to Kevin Owens. To it's, a, it's a good parallel. It's a good parallel. I like it. Uh, so then he drops the United States Championship, stomps on it, 
maybe he spits on it. I don't know. I'm not sure how graphic we want to get. Uh, I don't think I don't think he goes that far. Okay, then fair enough. I think the stomp is telling. Fair enough. enough. Fair enough. Um, stomps on it and announces his entrance into the Royal Rumble. Just does it right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe like, like he that. like rustles up some balloons and uh, I don't know, in a very Kevin Owens fashion. <laughs> Just like get these balloons out of here. They just fall from the ceiling. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Fall from the rafters. That, that'd be funny, actually. He's like, I'm entering the rumble. Lifts his hands up, and just a bunch of balloons fall down. Just like, and it's just like da 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 da. There's <laughs> <laughs> like fireworks for the first time in ages. <laughs> they they spent a hundred million dollars on just the fireworks just for <laughs> this one segment alone. They, they like cut to an outside shot of the arena. The fireworks are going off. Like WrestleMania, oh, where it's like just outside. He points at the sign. There's nothing there. <laughs> uh, perfect. Then Kevin Owens has officially entered the Royal Rumble as United States Champion uh, after essentially disavowing the United States Championship. I guess disavowing the word there. Kevin, you're the literary guy. Is disavowing the word there? It would. It would work. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> this is the, the for, this is the only reason Kevin's on the show, just to make sure I'm saying things <laughs> for correctly. grammar checks. Just to make sure you're uh, you're doing your due diligence with your your uh, literary and I forget the word for speaking. There... <laughs> I'm a, I'm a fraud. I said <laughs> linguistic. Oh, That's the word I was Got looking there. for. Making sure you're doing your linguistic due diligence. Got there. Linguistic due diligence is the name of my uh, uh, finisher. If I was Damien Sandow, it's not. It's got. It's got a nice ring to it. Quite, I don't know what it is. It's probably like a knee to the face or something. Um, actually, hold that. Hold that phone. Um, okay, so we got show opener done. We got four or five more matches left to pick. Um, Mikey, do you got any ideas? Um, give me one second because I just realized I don't have my laptop plugged in and it's about to die. So I just need one sec. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So uh, I'll I'll come up with an idea then. Um, well, we gotta probably do something. We actually haven't really done much of an interaction between Styles and Finn Balor. Um, legitimately, Finn Balor won the Beat the Clock Challenge. Styles came back last week. Finn Balor just watched them. So we gotta do some sort of interaction between the two of them. What about a pitch of a tag match of the two of them against another team? Um, maybe that's a pitch. Okay. Um... That's, I mean, that's not that's something. I guess I'm not I'm not entirely happy with it, but it's something. Um, okay, got there. I'm sorry. What happened? I was pitching an idea of like Finn Balor and AJ Styles versus another tag team. It's an idea. Maybe not entirely happy with. Um, we also need to do something. Maybe a continuation of this Drew McIntyre. Um, I'm going to be a ginormous threat in this Royal Rumble. Um. Maybe he, maybe Drew McIntyre is having an interaction with Seth Rollins. Maybe we can have a match between the two of them at some point, either this week or next week. Um, I like that, especially because Seth Rollins, you know. Oh yeah, uh, Kevin. If you don't, if you don't know, uh, Kevin, uh, Seth Rollins lost a match against Adam Cole. Yep. And so Seth Rollins then entering the Rumble at number one. Yeah. Uh, also, if you don't know, the undisputed era on our roster. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I I see him. I'm aware. <laughs> okay, so we got, so, we, so those we got are a some big ideas. get with them. Those are some ideas. We also have figuring out this 
Tamina Becky Lynch uh sort of sort of creature that we're that we're building here. Um mm. this this Frankenstein monster we're trying to f- figure out. What um, would be the logical next step in that in the so we did the interviews with people like who fight, you know. We just need to, what, So it started with it started with Tamina um helping out Charlotte Flair. They ended up having a number one contenders match for the title at Clash of Champions. Tamina won. Uh, Charlotte Flair lost to go along with her storyline of always losing. Now Tim- Charlotte Flair has sort of turned heel and it's sort of a dirtiest player in the game style and is doing sort of dirty tactics to win. Um, Tamina sort of moved off from that and started into a backstage brawl with Becky. Um... So Tamina has always sort of been this good character. We either turn Tamina, which I don't know the story, how he would do that, or do something of Beck. Ah, man. We've sort of gotten ourselves into it. We talked about this last week, Mikey. We've sort of gotten ourselves into a corner on this that, that storyline idea. Yeah. It's like, it's like whoever started the fight is going to look like the bad guy here. But... We don't really want either person looking that way, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, right? Like, Yeah. It seems like we're going to have to commit to one person at least. Yeah. Hmm. Kevin, any Tamina thoughts here. on this uh, Becky Tamina brawl and who may have started it? I'm looking back at some of the uh, the previous shows to see what's been done with the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, they ta- they tagged together two weeks ago, which was a good idea. Or no, that's that's Bailey. Never mind. Um, Putting them in a tag match together is not a bad idea. I feel I feel like it's something you see a lot. You, you know, foes team up before their big match. We we saw it on uh, we saw it on Raw this past week. We saw it on SmackDown. We were, we almost saw it on SmackDown too. Um, I think that. I don't think it's a bad idea to have them team up against, like, somebody. We can p- always put them against the country club, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. The country? Yeah, I like that. That's fair. That's, that's not a bad idea. That way, And then we can get them on the show as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm, that's not a bad idea. That's, that's, maybe that's something. I'll write that, I'll write that down as an idea. So I'll write that down of uh, Becky Lynch and Tamina versus the country club. Yeah, I mean, I like that. That's a good. That's a start of something. That's definitely the start of something new. Um, you had to do it, didn't you? What make a High School Musical reference? Yeah. Uh, I didn't have to. I, that's I, fantastic. I didn't have to, Mikey. I, my heart told me to. Oh my god, I love, I <laughs> it's love what, it. It's what the heart wants. What the heart wants. Um, Becky Lynch and Tamina versus the Country Club. Uh, I don't think that's a bad idea for a match at all. I think. I mean, I think you can make the argument if... I'm not sure where to place this in our card yet. If anyone has any ideas about that. But I think you can make well, the Well, we argument, do have a usual designated tag team match spot. Which is number, match number three. For some, yeah. reason, some reason we always put tag matches there. Um, I think well, it, it started off as a coincidence and then became kind of a thing. Yeah, which is like most most things, I feel like. Um, you, I think Fair enough. no matter what, I think you, in this match, you can make the argument that the country club pick up the victory. 
Yeah, you could say due to some friction between Becky and Tamina, that's a big victory for the country club, like an establishing victory. Especially yeah. especially going into this announcement of the new tag team titles. Mm-hmm. And then you, you, so you also further that storyline between Becky and Tamina where they can't get along. Here's a bold statement. I think Becky eats the pin here. Whoa. Very bold. Why do you think that? I think Becky eats the pin. I think Becky eats the pin here because of Tamina. And I think that'll fire up Becky even more and make it so that, like, it'll just put way more heat on this, you know? Because if it's just Tamina getting pinned, it's just like, oh, Tamina got pinned again. But if Becky gets pinned, that's big. People will pay attention to that. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. Who pins whom? Uh, Sarah Logan or Liv Morgan pins Becky Lynch? Honestly, a little bit of a that's toss a big, up. That's I actually guess it's a, a bit. That's that's actually kind of a big question, right? Yeah. Now that I think about it, it is a big question. It would be you are pinning the SmackDown Live Women's Champion. Exactly. Like who did that? Who? Let me look at their individual like records. Okay. I mean, Liv Morgan's three and five. Sarah Logan is. Come on, mouse. Four and four. Hmm. Sarah Logan has pinned Bailey, Tamina, and Charlotte Flair. Liv Morgan has pinned Bailey and Tamina. Okay. I feel like I don't know who who do we want to pin the champion? Oh boy. My my part of my brain says Liv Morgan for some reason. Oh, my brain went to Sarah Logan. I was thinking oh, I, I was thinking Sarah Logan too. Just another name, another notch on her belt. Okay, Sarah Logan it is. The tiebreaker is spoken. Uh, Sarah Logan <laughs> pins <laughs> Becky Lynch. Um, Sarah, okay, so how does... Is there any sort of finish or any sort of like... Um, you said Tamina somehow gets involved in some way, Mikey. Um, how what, what sort of happens in this finish, I guess? I think maybe it's like... Um... Maybe like a move got. Maybe like they were trying to double team move that went bad, or like a she, Tamina like tried to tag herself in, but then Becky like tagged herself. Like it's like something that like makes it like, wow, they really can't get along, huh? Here's here's uh what I, what I'm thinking. I I like that idea. I think Becky tags herself in. Tamina takes offense mm-hmm. to it, and maybe sticks her with a super kick when she uh, turns around. Okay. Ooh, I like that. And then, then yeah, then there you go. She's re- she's ready to be pinned right there. If you want, if you want, Sarah Logan could hit her with the with her finisher anyway, just to sort of hammer the nail home. Which her, yeah, maybe her finisher is obviously um the the move where something happens. Yeah, to be <laughs> quite honest, I have no idea what her finisher is. Okay, so uh, maybe like. Here's here's a thought. What if Tamina super kicks Becky, but Becky doesn't like fall to the ground? She falls into Sarah Logan. Okay. Who then hits her with a finisher, and then while she's getting pinned, Tamina just kind of walks away. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I well, I have a, a different idea. I think Becky get. I was gonna say Becky gets upset, and we have a post match brawl. Okay. 
I I think I like that more. Makes makes it you know you put more heat on the competitors and it makes it seem even more chaotic. Mm-hmm. Okay, I like that. I like that idea. We have this the man Becky Lynch, who is this you know very Austin esque character, and we have Tamina, who has essentially been like, who be, was this like nowhere on the card, um, not even like a thought like 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 the cologne she would be like the cologne where it's like not even a thought really um charlotte flair just needs a tag partner tamina gets on the card that way and sort of tamina has gotten her way up just by being you know doing what she does best i guess um i, I like i like this I, I don't know where i'm going with that but i do like this idea of maybe a brawl at the end but i like the idea Becky tags herself in. Tamina, Tamina, Tamina super kicks her. Um, Becky, what is Sarah Logan's finisher? <laughs> um, Kentucky knee. Reverse handstand transition to a knee drop onto a kneeling opponent. Hmm. Oh, yeah. I kind of remember what that looks like. To an ex- I think. Sure. Yeah, Mikey, I think, I think we could do the Kentucky knee onto that as well. Okay. I like that. Tamina super kicks Becky. Uh, Logan does her Kentucky her finisher and pins her. Sarah Logan pins Becky Lynch, pins her. That's right. That's right. And then yeah, then the Country Club win, and then and then we're talking post match brawl. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Post match brawl and Mikey. Uh, I, for the meantime, I'm just gonna slot that into match number three. <laughs> Perfect. Um. Okay. So that's one match down. Um. Let us take a quick break, and when we come back, we will book the rest of the show. We'll be right back. And we are back. Um, let's. We got what three or four more matches we can book, along with any other backstage interactions we want to do. Any y'all got any ideas of what we should do? What any, any ideas we want to do, Mikey? Uh, we need to let's have let's try to get some more people in the Rumble. Okay, we currently have sixteen people in the Rumble. We currently have mm-hmm. who? Who do we got? Who do we got? We got Brock. We got Drew McIntyre. We got Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, all of Undisputed Era, Cole Fish, Strong, and O'Reilly, Ty Dillinger, um, Kurt Hawkins, Dolph. Who was who was coincidentally introduced at number ten? Who we pick? He was our tenth pick in the Royal Rumble. Beautiful. Uh, I actually, just Kurt I just Hawkins. listened to that show before uh, we we started this one. And I thought that was a beautiful bit of a beautiful bit of storytelling to have Dillinger be the tenth entrant. In- that, you know, I mean, that was completely by accident. I mean, no, I even no, better, no, no, Mikey. We did that on purpose. How dare you? Right, right. My bad. Um, uh, so Kurt Hawkins, Dolph Ziggler, Dan Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, The Miz, and Kevin Owens. Now, so we have sixteen people in this thirty-man rumble. And obviously, if the women's Royal Rumble, everyone's in it. So pretty simple i guess we need to we need to start building up this women's royal rumble i just realized that we haven't done any of that mikey 
Yeah, maybe a little bit. <laughs> oh man, we're, God, no wonder women's women's storylines are bad. God damn it. Okay, so, so what do we want to do first? What do we want to do first, Mikey? We want to introduce more people uh, in this rubble. Yeah. Maybe we could have like, uh someone get introduced in the rumble and then also like we do like i think we should go back to the old school bingo wheel picks those were great those were always good maybe we have one men's and one one women's to kind of hype up both rumbles a little bit oh okay yeah just get some known picks with that okay Mm -hmm. so backstage segment two backstage segments um uh we'll have the um, so in the, in the first backstage segment, it doesn't matter what order, in just just pick well, just do, we'll just pick in, in in the women's one and whatever this women's backstage segment over the rumble is, who comes in, who picks their numbers. Uh, I feel like it should be like a pair of people that like we see a lot of, you know. So who do like, you th- who are you thinking? Like, my first, it sucks, because my first thought was, like, Mike and Maria Kanellis, but Mike already got eliminated from being in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and also, we don't know what's happening with his contract anymore. Yeah. Um. Who else? Well, you said the pair. I mean, we could obviously do, you know, um, the country club come in. We could have, okay. I don't know, Lana and Rusev. Easy. Oh, Lana and Rusev. Perfect. Yeah, I like that. Okay, cool. So the first one, uh, uh, Lana and Rusev walk in and pick their numbers. Is there any specific numbers we're giving them, or does it matter? I do not think it makes a difference. I don't think it makes it. Yeah, I don't think it. It's that big a deal. Okay, then I'm just gonna roll a D30, and that's what I'm gonna say. Sounds good to me. I'm just gonna roll that D30 and see what numbers they get. Well, do we want them? Do we want Rusev or Lana for any reason to be high or low? Um, guess that's the first question. Hmm. I don't think it matters too terribly much. Yeah, I don't think we've built. I don't think we built up anything on both of them to where we need to enter them high or low. So okay, I cool. think it's so then, fine. Then they'll just be sort of in the middle of the pack, I guess. Yeah. Um, okay, so they both walk in, pick their numbers. What? Anything else that happens? Uh. Oh, well, we so need. We could maybe introduce this idea, Mikey, of this SmackDown Live versus NXT. Okay. Like, I don't know how, but maybe there's an idea with um, Lana Rusev walk in and pick their numbers. Like, what? Like, what if we we we've already sort of established that sort of like Paige is the general manager of SmackDown, but Triple H is like also there as like an associate producer of SmackDown, of like sort of like yeah. helping out, helping her out in case she needs the help. So what mm-hmm. if we have these two segments? Where Paige is leading one of these and Triple H is leading the other. And with Triple H, would it be like I guess NXT guys picking? Their- 
NXT or former NXT people. Yeah. Like, Triple H would be, like, running, like, people like Owens or stuff like that. And just, for some reason, a lot of former NXT guys have um, lower numbers in the Rumble. Yeah. I I was thinking that, like, some... Like, somehow, the all the NXT guys seem to get, like, the better numbers. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, it makes, like, WWE people come in earlier, and the NXT people come in later. Yeah. Okay, so we got backstage segment. Uh, <laughs> Triple H Bingo Wheel just has numbers 15 through 30 in it. Like... <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, so, yeah, so may- maybe we can do something like that. So what, so, what are we thinking? What are we thinking? Kevin, what are you thinking? Um, hmm. to put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, okay, I I relish in being put on the spot. Lana and Rusev walk in, pick their numbers. Um, uh, do we want to? We, we're talking NXT guys, so do you want? Do you want NXT guys to walk in on Lana and Rusev, or do you want that to be its own separate backstage segment? I think I like them interrupting. Okay. Okay. So maybe is there is there any NXT couple? Well, I guess there is an NXT couple. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I was like, is there any NXT couples that could interrupt Rusev and Lana? And there's the really obvious one of uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Okay. Okay. And it would work with Johnny Gargano's newer character. Yeah, it would. Of being, like, somewhat heel. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, then, um... Then is yeah. that what we're doing? Johnny Gargano and, uh, Candice LeRae walk in? I like it. Maybe Lana and Rusev were being, like, we're both gonna win the Rumble and be the power couple of WWE. We're gonna make this and then uh, maybe Rusev Gar- Rumble or something? Yeah, something like that. They're like, we're gonna be the power couple of WWE. Both of us have... Both of us have title shots on the like on the way and then maybe Gargano and Candice LeRae come in and that's like only if you could beat the power of NXT or something, you know. Yeah, some sort of interaction like that. Yeah. The the power couple of of both brands. Mm-hmm. Um this feels like this is Triple H is in the room during all of this. Maybe maybe he walks in with them. Maybe he's like Ooh. he walks in and he's like he's like, Hey Paige, I have two more people for the rumble and then for like for either rumble and then he's like, Here they are and they walk in. So I like that idea. Oh, I like that idea. Triple H enters uh and tells Paige tells GM Paige that he Wants to put in two two participants in the men's and women's rumble, men's and women's rumbles, mm-hmm. and then Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae walk in through the door and pick their numbers for that rumble. Yep, I like that. Perfect. Um, and I, uh, Paige upset about this? I don't know if she's upset because she's just like, oh, more people for the Rumble. Maybe she's a little upset that, like, 
she was in the middle of talking with Rusev and Lana and kind of just got interrupted by Triple H being like, look, more people. She gets upstaged a little bit, I think. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe she's she's a little upset at that. Yeah. She, it's like, um, yeah, she's she's the Michael Scott and, and Triple H is the Dwight, I guess. <laughs> but no, that's not a great scenario because I don't think I can't think of a single moment where Dwight upstages Michael. Man, no, you I'll, I'll think about that later. <laughs> I'll think about that later. I'll spend the next <laughs> next break, next million breaks, discussing in my brain about that. Okay, cool. So thinking, thinking who's who's the Dwight and who's the Michael. Yes. Uh, okay, we wanted to do a you wanted to do a second backstage segment with this bingo hall idea as well. Um, what and do you want to do another bingo hall interaction or do you want to do something else entirely? I like I I think we should do one at least one more bingo hall thing tonight. Okay. And if if we're getting another NXT person in here, which I don't know if we are or not, I think a perfect person for these backstage bingo hall segments would be the Dream. Who? I think his character just works so perfectly with it. With this bingo hall idea? Yeah, because it's like he could. Because it's like it's basically just him backstage and just getting to be himself, you know? He just gets to be like Velveteen Dream and pick a number and probably either complain about it or just like. Just be so whatever about it that, like. I don't know. I feel like it could just be so good. The only. the, my only thing about it, Mikey, is the pop. Mm-hmm. The pop of Velveteen Dream on SmackDown two weeks before the Rumble, or the pop of Velveteen Dream at the Rumble. Both. <laughs> Both, I guess. But one's got a surprise element to it. Yeah, that's true. Oh, how about I mean? Okay, I know, I know you, I know your love for the dream, Mikey, is real. Of course, but I think you could do a very similar idea with what you're saying with the undisputed era. Okay, I think I think you know they're very much a fraternity. Um, I feel like them picking numbers. I feel like I could see them swapping numbers with each other yeah just to. like they all pick and then they all look and they're like hold on wait a minute and they just kind of like swap between each other yeah i feel like you know that they could them 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 having some sort of thing there could be something okay i like that plus it, al- it allows us to have more of a surprise mm-hmm. in case anything happens okay um, yeah let's do that kevin what do you think i like that idea i think that it puts a spotlight on them, and it also that could be a pretty funny backstage segment too. Undisputed era, depending on what mood you want to go for. Undisputed era walk in, um, pick their numbers, and swap them between each other. I feel like I feel like um, these numbers might be important because of the match we had with Adam Cole and Seth Rollins. Fair. So I feel at least one of those numbers has to be important, and I think that's Adam Cole's. I think Adam Cole's number is important here. But the other okay. three, it's like kind of meh. What, so what number do you think he ends up with? 
I think... Hmm. I think he ends up with the highest number of the three. Like, he comes in the latest of the four, I mean. Sorry. He comes in the latest of the four, I believe. He comes in, like, 28. Yeah. He comes in, like, late. I think he gets... I think he ends up swapping for, like, a big number. Yeah, I think that with him winning that match against Seth Rollins to make Rollins one, I feel like it only makes sense that as sort of, like, a reward, he gets to come in later. Like, not... Mm -hmm. Obviously not, you know... Not by, like... By by luck, but I think that he gets a later number. I think like twenty seven, twenty eight is a good a good range for him. Yeah. Alright, we'll do twenty eight. We'll do twenty eight. Okay. Um, cool, cool, cool. I, I do the like other this idea of maybe Yeah, I do like this idea of Drew McIntyre walking in, pulling a number and he gets thirty. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Big yikes. <laughs> Making him even Big more yikes. of a threat. Oh my no! Big like big yikes yeah. for every everybody in the rumble. Oh, Not yeah, for or whoever's left in the rumble. Yeah, for everyone, for everybody in the rumble, Drew McIntyre coming in number thirty is just horrifying. I like Kevin. That. What do you think? I like no, I like it too. That, that is, is that is terrifying to think about. You have you know this behemoth of a man, one of the hottest acts going right now, coming in last in the rumble. Oh, that's hot. Okay, Drew McIntyre comes in and grabs number 30. So that means the no numbers so far, I guess, are, for, or I guess, to the audience, 1 and 30. What if he just grabs number and... 30 and is like, I want, I want him, I want this backstage segment. Maybe he just, like, shoves through Era and grabs a number out of the thing. Like, he, like, just pushes through them. Because I want the idea of Drew McIntyre just crushing the ball in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good visual. By ball, you mean the entire like bingo ball that has all the balls. He just shoves ball, he, ball he, he just knocks it. it over. He, he just picks it up and just just scrunches metal. <laughs> I think I think I like Terrifying. the idea of him just crushing like thirty ball in his hand just to scare Ira. Um, I have another pitch with that that idea. Okay. Adam Cole gets number. He ends up getting number thirty, and Drew McIntyre just takes his ball. <laughs> Adam Cole is just like, yeah, number thirty, and Drew McIntyre just scares him into taking his number instead. Yeah, Adam Cole like turns around, just stares at him until he yeah. gives up the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Drew McIntyre and is like nice number, nice number you got there. Can I have if it? Want, if we wanted to do it, we that could set up a match between the two. Okay, like like Drew McIntyre being like, "I want your number thirty. Let's fight for it." Yeah, I because I, I don't think Adam Cole. I don't. I honestly can't see Adam Cole like just giving in. Yeah, I don't think that would do too much uh, justice to his character for him to just give up the ball like that. I think. If he loses it in a match, it I think it may, I think it makes more sense for his character. Because I could see it yeah. as Adam Cole tries to put, fight for it over this match, and then a bunch of undisputed air, all the rest of the undisputed air guys try to get involved, but Drew McIntyre just essentially swats them away like flies. I like that. My I had an idea if we do that match of just like 
the Undisputed Era guys trying to get involved and Drew McIntyre throwing them all over the top rope and then him throwing Adam Cole into the rest of the Undisputed Era. Oh, perfect. Ooh, okay. That's a perfect spot. Uh, okay, so Drew McIntyre comes in, um, sees that Adam Cole has number 30 uh, and just and and demands it, I guess. Um, Cole s- eventually says that that uh, McIntyre will have to fight him for it. Actually, I don't think Cole says that because they're back there with like Paige and stuff, right? So I think yeah, yeah, I think Paige says that. I think McIntyre, yeah, I think McIntyre comes and's like, I want that number, and Cole's like, No way, dude! And they and he like, he's like, eventually it comes to be like, if you want this, like, like, what are you gonna do about it? What are you gonna do? Take it from us? And it's like all of undisputed era trying to like gang up on Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Literally numbers against this. And Drew's monster. like, maybe I will. And then Paige is like, Hold on, we'll settle this. So uh, the only way we know how. Um, in a wrestling match. In a match. Perfect. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. it. Um, and that put, and that's next. And that's next. Okay, cool. So we got to start, we got to start planning out where these, this goes in the card. Um, we got this idea of show opener. We got this tag match here. Number three, we got these two backstage segments, one of which follows up with an actual match. So maybe this undisputed era match, segment happens in between match three and four that's what i was yep, thinking too good to me. okay so this will Perfect. go here this will go here and then match four will be will be drew mcintyre whoops that's fine drew mcintyre versus adam cole the second time adam cole has to fight for his entrance into the royal rumble Adam Cole's probably so tired of this at this point. Um, with, of course, Strong, Fish, O'Reilly. Like we said before, um, um, Undisputed Era try several times to get involved in a match to ensure that Adam Cole can be, get in at number 30. Um, but mm-hmm. McIntyre literally fights them off every time. Okay. Uh, okay. If that's all cool with you all, yeah, no, I like that. I like the idea of um, a disputed era just not being able to take down uh, McIntyre, even if, even though it's like a four on one, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I, the spot of him throwing Cole into the rest of era would be really funny. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think it would be perfect. Uh, McIntyre, you know, Clay Claymore, um, Adam Cole is pinned. One, two, three. Yep, sounds good to me. Easy peasy. Okay, and then that is in there. So that is another match down. Uh, we got to think of some more matches here. We got a bunch more matches we got to put, and also got to put this backstage segment in. Um, any ideas about these things? We also can do the. We have a Styles Balor interaction we want to do, and a Sanity Bar interaction, in some way. I kind of want to focus. I kind of want to focus on Sanity Bar. Okay, so what's your pitch on Sanity Bar? I, I don't I don't really know yet. I was just saying I think we should stick to that for right now. <laughs> well, you could uh, focus on one thing at a time. You could always book a singles match between one of the bar and one of Sanity. Yeah, we could. We could, and then we'll have a go-home episode that was next a good way week, to go. so we can just do the other reverse of that next week. 
It's, yeah. it's an easy match to do, and it's simple. And I think maybe a simple match would work. So so who do we want to face each other? Sheamus? We'll start, maybe Sheamus this week? She- Shame and Dane. Sheamus versus Dane? Shame I do Dane. like that. And then the next week you could do uh, either Cesaro Young or Cesaro Wolf is pretty good next week. Cesaro. I like the idea of Cesaro Young. It's a very. Yeah, I think I think the styles line up there for a good, good old wrestling match. And I think the same thing with Sheamus and Dane. I think their styles line up in like such a way that it just makes for a good match. Okay, then who wins, Sheamus or Dane? Hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> who comes out on top here on the Royal Rumble? And their tag team title match, who comes out on top here? Um, I think you can make an argument easily for Dane. Um, he is the big he is he does mm-hmm. have the size advantage to an extent. Um power And sanity does have the numbers sanity advantage. Has numbers. Um San he also has, I assume, power along with that size advantage. Um Yeah. All Seamus has to do is bro kick him once. Yeah. I kind of like the idea of Sheamus mm. winning this week and the Insanity getting that return win next week. To be, you know, so they're hot heading into the Rumble. Okay. Yeah, I like the idea. So, I mean, I'm cool with that. Uh, my, only, my only pitch to you, Kevin, would be, do we want to have that 50-50? Or do we want to have Sandy have a full lead-up? Oh, uh, hmm. I mean, we—that's a—that's an in, intriguing idea. Sanity just like sweeps them going into Rumble. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I do kind of like be, that, that. That's, that's my, my question. question. That's pretty. I mean, Sanity going to wins would be pretty insane. And then the bar would have, like, the idea would be, like, the bar would have to come back from that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Then let's do it. We'll do it. Killian, Killian Dane is defeated by, nope, wait, no, I got that wrong. Killian Dane wins. <laughs> Sheamus is defeated by Killian Dane. Yes. Killian Dane defeats Sheamus with his Ulster Plantation, I believe it's called, which is oh, just the one wing It's still such a bad name for a move. It, it's. Especially bad when the on the other side of the world it's called a one winged angel, where it's just it's such a where it's perfect... so cool. It's like it's like on one side of the world it's so cool, and on the other side of the world it's so dumb. <laughs> okay, uh, we got one or two more matches we could do. Um, what are we thinking here? Also, we got to put mm. this backstage segment in here as well. Yeah. Okay, so how many more um, matches do we have? Did you say two? One. Uh, we got, yeah, one or two. Okay. Um, and we wanted to do Finn Balor, AJ, yeah. And so I, I would like to in some capacity. I agree. I think we should build build that. That's the WWE Championship match. We got to build that up. 
Yeah, it's tough because it it's tough because it is one of those matches where it's like it doesn't really it doesn't really need a build. Does that make sense? But like, it can't it can't but like a build is can't hurt it, you know? Yeah. Just, yeah. Like, as as I understand what you I understand what you're well, saying about gonna... that. Because like their name brands are enough to where like you know they don't need too much of a build, but I I agree with Mikey and saying like, that like what was the build hurt. of Styles to Nakamura at WrestleMania? What, like what was the build of Nakamura and Styles? The dream match. That it, it was just that it was a dream match. Yeah, that, and that was it. And that was like that's what I'm saying. Like in some cases, like there's yeah I, I, yeah I guess you guys are right. As long as as long as it's not a bad build. As long as that's not true do, i shouldn't like, say a build can't life. hurt it because a build a bad build could yeah, yeah if we do a good build it'll just add to this this match so much more and make it so much better you know okay so what so what do we add here what do we do here to build to uh two former leaders of the club um obviously we don't have gallows and anderson on this show maybe oh, we already have a tag match of becky lynch and tamir yeah mm-hmm. I mean, we could do it again, but that's sort of, you know. I, w- I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's kind of. Maybe individual matches? That's a pitch. AJ Styles versus someone. Finn Balor versus someone. Okay. And that knocks out two, that knocks out two matches, gets them both showcased. Yep. I like that, and and I and I would presume that they're watching each other's matches, maybe on commentary, on commentary or backstage at a weird angle. Yeah. <laughs> um. What? How's? I mean, that's the that's the pitch I got right now for you guys. That's for that's the fellas. This is what I got. I mean, I need. I got. I got nothing besides that. I mean, I like it. Brutally honest. I don't think it's bad. Kevin, can you be the deciding factor? No, I like it. Perfect. Easy. We'll do it. Then I say Finn Balor is the first match at match number one. Okay. Who's he? Who's he fighting? Uh, Kevin, who do you think? Who would you love to see Finn Balor wrestle? I'm looking at the the list. Who now. would you like to see Finn Balor fight? Ooh, a little bit of an Irish twang there. I love that. Talking, that was that was really good. That was Balor really voice. well done. <laughs> um. What if he faces Shinsuke like AJ did last week? That's not a bad idea. Well, then who would who would Styles face in the main event? Kevin, I throw it back to you. Who would Styles face in the main event? Miz with Mojo, maybe. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm fine with that actually. That's not bad. Uh, okay, so in our opening, uh, that's, that's what I got. <laughs> I mean, I like it. No, I was thinking about it just now, and I I think I like the idea of a Miz Styles match. Um. Okay, then we'll do opening match: Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I vote for Styles on commentary. Yeah, I like that. On comments, commentary. Yeah. That um. Good. Uh, does Finn Balor do the same in the main event? Uh, I would think so. I think he comes from. I, yeah, match I'd say. Comes- I'd say. Yeah, I'd have to. Have to do it back. Um, okay, yeah. so who wins the first match, Finn Balor or Shinsuke Nakamura, and in what capacity? I what think Finn pulls finish? through here. Finn's got it. Yeah. 
I think okay, so. Perfect. Finn Balor wins. Is there any sort of confrontation or any sort of grizzle that happened? Grizzle? That's not a word. Well, it is. I don't know. Uh, Finn Balor has between Styles. I think Styles just kind of walks up like the stairs and just like. Oh, a sarcastic clap at, at after the match. Not, yeah, I kind of like that. Sar- yeah, maybe he just. I wouldn't even say sarcastic. Maybe he just like claps and he's like, "All right, all right, good job, good job." <laughs> oh, he's a, it's a good job. It's a, 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 a admiration clap. Yeah, he's like, "All right, you got it. That was good. That was a good match." He's like, "I got, it, but I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Whatever. I don't know." Yeah, like I see um, you. And then, then we'll go. Then we'll go down here in the main event: AJ Styles versus The Miz with Mojo Riley. Who wins? Who picks up the victory? Uh, AJ, I think. Styles, yeah. I, I like the. I like keeping both of them strong. Yeah, Agreed. going into the rumble. And then, obviously, that happened earlier with following the match. Styles claps in admiration. I wrote claps I, incorrectly I th- so badly. I think during the match. Um, Something should happen where, like, Miz or Raleigh or AJ, like, gets thrown into Balor or, like, shoved into Balor to cause a little tension there, I guess. What if, what if, that's a good, that's a good idea. What about, what about, uh, uh, Finn Balor throws Miz into, or sorry, Styles throws Miz into Finn Balor? I like that. Like, or like maybe, like just kind of maybe like not throws him like on purpose at Balor, but like kind of shoves him. Like like maybe like Miz is like like kind of like has him in a headlock, and and AJ kind of just shoves him off, and Miz like goes into the table and like hits Balor or something. That's not a bad idea. Um, during the match, and then Balor kind of steps up to AJ a little bit. Styles shoves Miz into Balor. Um, Styles picked up the victory. End this match in a stare down. I like that. I like the stare down idea. Um, um, following the match, um, Balor and Styles stare each other down. Who? Now, do we end the show with that, that, or do we do something? As like a sort of a twist, a Shyamalan twist. No idea what it would be. Uh, my brain thinks of something like like he stares down, but then just starts clapping in admiration. Um, just like oh yeah, and raises his hand hand because that would be weird. Or something with the demon. Drew McIntyre attacks them both. <laughs> Not what I was expecting, <laughs> but an idea. How uh, here's like a here's like kind of a wild idea. Okay. They're staring each other down. Styles holds the belt up high, f- you know, in front of Balor's face, and Balor two sweets it. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, just I a like little that. callback to the little callback to the BC days. Ooh, the the boys club. The boys days. club, yes. The, no, no the Balor club. The boys club of America days. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, the Ballot Club. I guess that's better. <laughs> the bulletproof Ballot Club. Uh, Balancers stare each other down. Styles holds up his championship, and Balor two sweets it, and that's the end of our show. Oh, I gotta put this backstage segment in here. Oh dang, <laughs> where uh, does this puppy go? 
this Gargano, uh, Rusev, Lana, LeRae backstage segment. Where does this puppy go? Mm. Um, maybe after match two. Yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, I'm cool yeah, with that. Okay, then we'll put that after match two. Shoop, boop, and boop. Okay, then I guess it's time, Mikey. Yeah, I get. Oh, no. <laughs> Our show is officially over. Um, and what that means is we have officially booked this card. That means, Kevin, it's up to you. It's time for our randomizer. Okay. We're going to let you roll it. Oh, I'm, gonna hold, I'm holding my breath. We're going to so, give you the honor of rolling the randomizer. We've talked about this a bunch of times. Anything can happen in WWE, so we try to reflect that with our randomizer with injuries, um, wellness policy violations like last week where Carmella was it Carmella got suspended with a wellness yeah. policy violation um that's our wellness policy violation in like two months we need to get rid of all these drugs in our locker room. yeah what kind what of organization happened. you guys running here everyone's know. on drugs um uh, so it's Ke- not good we're, we're getting nervous so Kevin it's up to you just refresh your google sheets page um give it a minute because it sort of like takes a little bit for some reason um, and then tell us whatever you get is what you're going to get. Uh, you're going to get a heel turn, some injuries, an NXT call-up. If it was an NXT call-up and Johnny Gargano, that would be even better. Um, honestly, if it's an NXT call-up, we're probably just replacing Gargano. Um, okay. Just hit the refresh button. Let's see. Drum roll, drum roll, drum roll. Our first ever guest <laughs> randomizer pick. I can't I can't like do it with my mouth. <laughs> I got... A face turn. A face turn. That's the first time we've ever gotten that. A heel superstar must turn face. Who wow. boy? Okay, well let's look at this card. Um, who? Uh. uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, hum, um, humbug. Um, who? I, I'm my anybody, Kevin, Mikey. Anybody got anything? Um, <laughs> I have I have no idea. <laughs> um, this is the fun he, of the randomizer. Heel superstar must turn. Okay, so who are heel superstars on this? Kevin Owens, um, Nakamura. Uh, I guess Sanity. Yeah. Um. This would be a stretch, but Gargano's a heel, so maybe him debuting on SmackDown a little bit is a face turn? I don't know. I think that's too much of a stretch right now, because he's not entirely heel right now. Uh, The Country Club, Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan. Undisputed Era and McIntyre. And The Miz and Mojo Rawley. Okay, so... Don't think it could be. Here's here's my three people. I don't think it can be, or three. Okay. I don't think it could be anybody in era. I don't okay. think it could be Kevin Owens. No, I, I love that. I love that show opener way too much to do so. And I already forgot the third person I was going to say. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> oh man, heel superstar turns face. Is there any other? F- heels that we could turn face 
Oh, and it can't be Country uh, Club. That was the other one. Ah, I didn't remember. Maybe we have to shoehorn somebody in here. Mm. I, I mean, I think I think our our biggest prospect would be Nakamura. You could do something where, like, after the. <sighs> I think he. I think out of everything, he's our most realistic prospect to turn face. I was thinking. I was thinking similarly. I'm trying. I'm just trying to think of what and how it could go. Such a weird, random turn. <laughs> just imagine if you were watching this on live TV, and just Shinsuke Nakamura is like a good guy now, and you're like, "What? We're two weeks away from the Rumble, Shinsuke. What are you thinking?" Um, but the randomizer has spoken, and uh, it help. It I feel like it hurts more than helps, Mikey. Yeah. Okay, so Shinsuke Nakamura following the match goes for a handshake. Yeah. I mean, that's because, I mean, the last time this guy tries to go for a handshake, it ends up into uh, a world of pain for Styles at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um. They're both, you know, Japanese former Japanese stars. They are. Uh, they they both had a rivalry, a little bit when Balor first entered SmackDown Live, mm-hmm. at the very beginning of our show. Hmm. Yeah, I can maybe see it. Yeah, I mean, I think it makes. I think- Nakamura shakes Balor's hand. It's. It sounds like none of us are truly happy. With well, this I mean, that's what happens with. Well, well no, because right? <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess that's fair. But uh, and you can have him like bow to the crowd at the top of the stage afterwards, something like that. Yeah, yeah, that works. It's like, oh, what, what is, what is Shinsuke Nakamura doing? He's he's shaking someone's hand and bowing. It's out of respect. What a what a weird. Maybe he's no longer a bad guy. I don't know. I'm trying to trying to think of what. Um, uh, not Corey Graves. Who's the other one? Byron Saxton <laughs> would say. Um, okay, Nakamura shakes Balor's hand. Um, and he, he has to do a single low blow the entire match. That's the biggest face turn there is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he doesn't punch Finn Balor in the ball. <laughs> Uh, and AJ Styles then claps in admiration to Balor. Um, okay, well then, uh, if that is the case, that is our show then. Then let me hit you with that rundown. Uh, we start the show, Kevin Owens, United States Championship Celebration. He, 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 he's gloating, really gloating, saying that he took the belt off Rey Mysterio. Um, he didn't have to earn crap. He took it from Rey Mysterio like he said he was going to. But then suddenly, um, maybe he starts he starts dishing out hatred towards past United States champions like Styles, Cena, um, and he decides to not only drop he literally drops United States Championship on the ground, stomps on it, announces his entrance into the Royal Rumble, and that he will be winning it and taking the WWE Championship at WrestleMania, and then he leaves. 
Um, next up, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Finn Balor ends up getting the victory here. Following the match, Nakamura shakes Balor's hand, bows to the crowd, and leaves. Styles claps to admiration to Balor. Uh, maybe because of a hard, hard-fought hard match. Maybe because he turned a former Styles enemy into a good guy. Who knows? Um, we don't. Uh, <laughs> next, up, <laughs> next up is Sheamus with Cesaro versus Killian Dane with Young and Wolf. Killian Dane ends up getting the victory here. Either strength and power or the numbers game ends up getting the advantage. Killing Dane is able to pin Sheamus. Getting Sanity to look stronger and stronger heading into the Royal Rumble. Backstage segment, Lana and Rusev walk into GM Page's office and pick their numbers from that weird bingo hall machine um, and figure out what number they are entering the Royal Rumble at. Uh, Triple H then enters and tells GM Page that he's putting in two more participants into the men's and women's Royal Rumble. Those participants walk in is none other than Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um, They walk in and pick their numbers as well for the Rumble. Um, Whether or not they're called up to SmackDown or they are just staying for the Rumble, who knows? Um, next up, match number three, Becky Lynch and Tamina versus the country club of Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan. Um, this match finish ends with Becky tagging herself in. Tamina's not really having none of that crap and super kicks Becky. Sarah Logan does her Kentucky knee finisher and pins her, pins Becky Lynch. The match, following the match, the ma- following the match, it ends in a post-match brawl between Becky Lynch and Tamina. Um... It's, it's, I was going to say bloody, but I mean, it's PG era, so none of, none of that. Um, <laughs> in a backstage segment, Undisputed Era walk into GM Page's office, pick their numbers, swap them between each other. It ends with Adam Cole, very, very happy and ecstatic because he has number 30 in the Royal Rumble. Um, what, a, what a happy day indeed for our boy Adam Cole. Uh, until Drew McIntyre walks in. He sees that Uncle has the number 30 spot, and he pretty much demands that he's going to take that number. Um, he's he, he is like a sage. He is like a, 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 <laughs> a, a fortune teller. He's like, I will be taking that, that number 30. And Cole's like, no, 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 no. You're not that taking will be that. mine now. Um, he, he's like, I'm not, you're not going to take that. GM Page says you two have to settle it, have to wrestle for the number. Um, you got to settle it in the ring. And which they do. Next up, Drew McIntyre ends up defeating Adam Cole. Um, United, uh, United States, Undisputed Era, tries several times to stop McIntyre, but McIntyre stops them every time they can. There's one point where he just sends Adam Cole flying over the ropes on top of the rest of Undisputed Era. Uh, and ends up with McIntyre claymoring and pinning Adam Cole. Drew McIntyre will be entering the Royal Rumble at number 30. So of the two people that we definitely know about is... Number 30, Drew McIntyre. Number one, Seth Rollins. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, and finally, in our main event, AJ Styles versus The Miz with Mojo Raleigh with Finn Balor on commentary. During the match, Styles shoves Miz into Balor, um, and there's some sort of that tension stare down there. But following the match, we get even more of that tension stare down with Balor and Styles staring down each other in the middle of the canvas. Styles holds up his WWE championship, and Balor two-sweets it, and then rolls out the ring to end our show. And that is done. Book is closed. We have booked another successful episode of SmackDown Live for Hit the Books. 
Kevin Carroll, we cannot thank you enough for coming onto the show and booking our card with us. It has been truly an honor for Mikey and I for you to come on. Uh, how was it? How was this at first time for you of booking our show? Man, this was fun. <laughs> this was a blast. Uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's an honor for me to be here with you guys. And just, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. It's It's a lot of... It's a lot of it's a lot of tough men. It's like you said earlier on. It's a lot of you know tough mental loop like jumps and loops you got to get through. Um, yeah, wow. it's problem solving almost, and I, I appreciate that, and I, I love it. It's a good mix between really fun and like constructive and almost like an exercise. Yeah. Um, for, do you feel that you have maybe more of an appreciation for? Uh, for uh, WWE's writers and bookers, yes, this is hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we figured that. Like, good on like, them for doing it every. Good on it. them for doing it every week. Good on you guys for doing it. We wow. figured that out very fast. Yeah. and we... <laughs> it was like episode two. We were like, oh boy. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Kevin, so much for coming on to our show. Everyone, if you want to find Kevin, Kevin, where can people find you? Well, they could find me on Twitter at, at Kevin C Wrestling. They could find my website, thelastbloggerstanding.wordpress.com. And you could also find my work on divadirt.com and thechairshot.com. A lot of, a lot of different places, and hopefully soon you'll be able to find me in even more spots. Oh, I, we, we cannot wait for the day. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode of Hit the Books. You can follow us follow us at Hit the Books Pod. There you can vote in our excitometer and booking polls every Monday and Wednesday, respectively. Um, and you can vote in, hey, are you excited for different matchups? How do you think the booking went in different matchups? And that helps us determine sort of a rating system and sort of determine what should, who should go where. Obviously, like we talked about earlier, Kevin Owens apparently is the star of our brand right now. Uh, according to our polls and that is just what <laughs> getting the only 4.0 since we changed the way we and, do that and it is completely up to you uh, you the listener uh, you are the ones that are deciding this so thank you so much if you have any ideas of what to add into our randomizer um, then you can tweet them at hit the books pod and we'll put them into our list shout you out so if kevin if you for instance had any ideas to add to the randomizer Put it in. Let us know. Tweet us at Hit the Books Pod, and we'll put it in and shout you out when that happens. When whether it be a good thing or like most things in the randomizer, a horrendously bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or even if you, or even if you have an idea right now, Kevin, um, you can then, tell us. Oh, I don't have. I don't think I have anything right now. I'm still recovering from the face turn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, then I I love that. I love that. You can hit us with that subscribe and leave a review on iTunes as well. It helps us out and helps other people find the show. So if you love us, it can just just by leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you're uh, you are listening to this podcast, it helps us immensely, and we love you for it. That is all for this week's episode. Kevin, again, thank you so much for being on this show. We love thank having you. So much. you. Oh, thanks for having, thanks for having me. I love being here. Uh, this was so much fun. I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, Mikey, that's all we have until next time. Mikey, we've got two words for you. Book it. 